0: I'm Ben, I'm Evan,
1: and I'm Cameron, and we are Dads with Cars.
2: Can can I tell you about this airship that I saw? Yeah,
1: yeah, talk to me about your big thick ass vessels. Dads with Airships. It's a giant
2: white 400 foot long airship. Uh, It's called, I don't remember, I just looked at it one second ago and I can't remember that. Yeah, Dave. It's called
1: the the (laughs) Hindonberg. It's called Jonathan.
2: (laughs) Uh, Pathfinder 1. Uh Uh-huh. It's made by LTA Research. And I guess it's a prototype. They just built it here in Silicon Valley. And um they're going to Is it to deliver packages?
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> it's not. It's to
2: deliver people. It goes seventy five miles per hour.
0: How
1: could anybody live at that speed? I don't know. <laughs> I
2: mean, it's like, okay, wait a minute. You're gonna go from here to what? Denver? Like <laughs> it's I don't know. It's only understand. gonna
1: take like a week.
0: I don't get it. Yeah. It's a it's a different it's a different vibe. It's the You know, it's the. (laughs) It's a different vibe.
2: (laughs) No, like it's It's really
0: slow. (laughs) It's the difference between like going on a train and going on a plane, right? Yeah, except it's even slower than both. It's just like I want to just get there, and like the train is like, "Ooh, look at the hills."
2: Yeah, I get that, but I guess it's just a research thing, and uh, eventually they're going to make one that's like two or three times the size where they can put hundreds of people on board. Is the
1: research? Is anybody willing to sit around and? lump along in a big balloon for I,
0: days right it's a psychological research yeah <laughs> like
1: will anybody do this
0: i here's the critical question that we need to answer okay does it have pickleball oh,
1: <laughs> i don't a pickle see a ball. court
0: on there no
2: it doesn't look like it
1: they're like so the thing is we can only take four passengers <laughs> because we have to have a lot of room for the alcohol, right? right. It says that they there's could, a weight limit. It says
2: they could put four tons on it, uh huh, th- and three at this point five tons of it
1: will be booze, not including crew. <laughs>
0: <laughs> three point five tons of booze. Holy <laughs> shit! What what are they doing? Making a podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: um, I I think the main thing that they're trying to do is figure out how they can have zero emission travel essentially regardless of how freaking slow it
1: is is electricity involved
2: i you know i don't know but i know what you mean when you say that but i don't know
1: maybe they're just going to cover it with solar panels and it's going to power itself i mean
0: is the is the vision to like go from here to denver or whatever is is that is that the deal i don't know actually yeah 12 electric motors
1: there you go well it's not zero emissions unless it's making its own energy
2: um, but I'm going to be interested to see that thing flying. You know, like they test the C-31s or what, yeah. the C-130s yeah, yeah, all yeah. around town here. And you can see them once every few weeks, maybe. That's flight training. Just yeah. Think about how scary that is. That's pretty crazy. It's <laughs> frightening because all they're doing yeah. is
1: like touching guys. Yep. And
2: all they do is it's over heavily populated yeah. areas. Yeah. Well,
1: I
0: mean. So it's like, you're 19 years old and you're in the Air Reserve Guard. Here, have the controls of this plane
1: over Cupidino. Yeah. freaking beast. <laughs> so great. Yeah. Uh, so what, what. What's filling it? It's not hydrogen.
2: It's helium. Okay. Um, this is the first airship, I guess, that they've built since the Hindenburg. <laughs> since
1: the Hindenburg,
2: <laughs> No. in nineteen thirty six. Shut up! Says oh, it right here. Not. No, no.
1: What about the What about the Goodyear Blimp? Yeah. No, no. It,
2: it's it's not. It, it doesn't compare to the Blimp because it's so huge. It's w- so much bigger than the Blimp. Okay. The Blimp is not considered an airship. It's considered a Blimp. You know what it is? Talk to me. It's a dirigible.
1: That thing's a dirigible.
2: Yeah. Why do I know that word, but I don't know what it means? It's the Hindenburg. Yeah, Oh, that's what it's called. Gotcha.
1: So like a blimp is just a big thing filled with helium, I guess. And a dirigible has a frame that you stretch the thing over and fill with helium or hydrogen.
2: Yep. It says it's the largest aircraft to take to the sky since the gargantuan Hindenburg in the 1930s. No way. Cool. Pretty cool. When, so, does,
0: when does it have its first flight? This morning.
2: No way. Yeah, they pulled it out this morning and got it just a little bit off the ground or something. I wouldn't call it a flight, but they pulled it out and showcased it this morning. The reason they did it, they did it like five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, no when, wind. When it was dark. Yeah. It wasn't even just the wind. That, that was part of it. Thermal. But they, they wanted to see how the sun's rays affected it. Yep and how quickly it would warm up and without, you know, changing the shape or whatever. I'd I can like, t-
0: tell you how quickly I warm up without
1: changing my shape. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you how warm I get while my shape is changed to a blimp. Good um, Lord.
2: All right, so what? what's your question? Well,
1: what, first is a comment, it's amazing to me that we're doing a lot of testing on technology that we kind of had rolled out commercially in the 30s.
2: Yeah pretty interesting yeah
1: i mean and and i think that they figured out what the main problem with the hindenburg was the hydrogen yeah
0: yeah they got rid of that i have a yeah. comment i have a comment about what's coming next but go well n-
1: no make your comment because i have a question that's going to turn into sexy tech talk with ben
2: <laughs> and maybe maybe your comment will wait answer do, do we have a theme tune for that i think we need a we need we a theme, for theme that. music for
0: sexy tech time <laughs> the <Cuervo> gold <laughs> You know, there's like a national shortage of helium, right? A global shortage of helium. No, I did not know that. Yeah, there's a global shortage of helium. So, what are we using
1: all the helium for?
0: Good question. Balloons. Okay. Right. So, where did they fill this thing from? Did they go to Party City? They did.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They totally did. They're like, we need 6,000 of those little party blow up tanks. My question is like, okay, if
2: it's filled with helium and it goes up, do they have a helium generator on board or something?
1: No, they've got... <coughs> no. They, they just they let go, it out? So you're just to like party wasting city. all that
2: helium all every time? Yeah. So the little guy boys. at the top bending the little pa- rubber party tube? C- <laughs> party <laughs> city's
0: everywhere. Hey,
1: can you load up the Google Maps? We have to navigate to the nearest party city.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We're running low on fuel.
1: <laughs> no, and everybody on, everybody on board is like,
0: hey, it's me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Where's the party sitting at? <laughs> so I, I might have a setting for that here. <laughs> uh, oh my god! You know, you know, would be awesome too. I is wish I like had the, a balloon right now. That so funny. The first uh act, you know, entertainment act, it's gonna be like the young ones. Like out comes the toy dolls, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, that'd be so rad. No, in answer to your question. Uh, Actually, this is great.
0: So in answer to your question, there's usually ballast. Okay. So what you can do is you just have big water tanks, um, and then you let some of that go, and then you go up. Okay, then how do you get back down? You fly down.
2: So you point the... Yeah, so these things direction. have, like,
0: you just said it, how many, Twelve. 12 electric motors. Yeah. And it'll have a big rudder, and it'll have, like, stuff. And you can probably you can angle the motors down. Yeah. So you just do that, and you fly down. So, like, the difference between flying and not flying in those things is, like, a glass of water. Gotcha. Right? So it's, like, it literally is, like, floating in the air. So you don't need a whole lot of ballast to offload to actually go up. And then you just get that balance right. So yeah, you can let heat some helium out and then you can let ballast out. A bit like diving, you know, when you have your like your B C D, your buoyancy control device when you're diving, you just get the buoyancy right. But instead of in the water, you're in the air. Yep. And then uh, in addition to that, you've also got the motors which push you forward or make you go down or go up. Interesting. Cool. The whole thing changes the further up you go, of course, the air gets less less dense. And that's exactly why they probably wanted to know all about like how the sunshine was heating it up. Um, also, you were right about the
2: air because they were saying that the calmness of the Bay Area is one of the calmest places in the country, which wow. surpri- which surprised me.
1: That is
0: surprising. Yeah, yeah, well, definitely on the in on the Bay side, on the Bay. Yeah, yeah, right.
2: Yeah, not like near the hills or the coast, but like right on the Bay, right
0: there. No surprise then that there's three hangars at Moffitt for yep. for airships, and they have to,
2: they're going to transfer that thing to Ohio. Wow. in In a year wow. to do testing there, mm. which I assume they will do near the, the Great Lakes or something like that. that only so anyway, like, my thought was
0: if there. they're going to have three and a half tons of booze, that's a lot of ballast. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Agreed. They're just like... Wait a
0: minute. We I need, just realized we need, something. We need to go up. Can everybody just take a piss? Yeah,
1: that's, exactly totally. what I was that's exactly what I was that's thinking. That's what it now. turned
2: into in
0: my head. I was like, wait, that's the ballast. Piss. Is, it, is it bad that all three of us thought <laughs> Simulta- about no. it? It took us the exact same amount of time.
2: Too. We're like, epiphany. So...
1: So, here's my my lead-in to tech talk. So, hydrogen, Ben, one of the most flammable elements on the planet, right? But yet, you put that in a car, and how come hydrogen-powered cars have nowhere near the energy that a gasoline-powered car has? Oh, gosh. Now, are we using hydrogen in a fuel cell? I guess we are, so we're making electricity from the hydrogen. Correct. Okay, so that's probably why. Yeah. yeah I don't. imagine if you tried to burn the hydrogen. Yeah, we don't go boom hydrogen. Yeah, you'd fuck shit up if yeah. you were like, yeah. put that in the combustion chamber. I don't
0: think there were boom hydrogen fuel cells in the space shuttle. So mm. yeah. So wait, ha- explain that to me, please, how they use hydrogen See? to power a car.
1: Sexy tech talk. <laughs> <laughs> talk to me.
0: It's a fuel cell, so you can, you, ca- you combine hydrogen oxygen um and somehow it generates electricity. I'm not going to pretend to know how. Okay? I'm going to look it up real quick and then it will make kind of make sense. But and you're but be- you're not burnt. Like so I think a lot of people think that you're burning hydrogen like yeah, a you're fuel not. Gotcha. in a combustion engine and you're
1: not. Okay. I think that'd be better.
0: I th- uh I'm going to guess this is a complete guess. I'm looking up. I'm looking it up right now as as I'm talking. I bet there's a catalyst involved, and you combine the hydrogen and oxygen, and your byproduct is water.
1: Yeah, that's, that's what, what comes Out of the tailpipe.
0: That's what comes out of the tailpipe. That's why everybody's like, "Oh, it's amazing. The only thing that comes out is water." Uh, but then, stupid hippies. <laughs> yeah. The other byproduct is electricity. So I'm sure there's like some anode, cathode, catalyst kind of deal going on. The It's I a potato. Think. With yeah, two pro- things like sticking like a clock, yeah.
1: potato clock. That's exactly yeah. what it is,
2: <laughs> with a couple of wires sticking out of uh-huh.
1: it. You look, you look under the the frunk, and there's just a big potato there,
0: <laughs> giant potato. Yeah, don't you love how lazy we've gotten with Google? Oh, I was right. Um, I, we, <laughs> we, no, I we, was right. We got so we got so lazy with Google that all I had to type was how hydrogen fuel cell. <laughs> It's all, okay, Ben. (laughs) A fuel cell such as hydrogen is fed to the anode. A fuel such as hydrogen is fed to the anode and air is fed to the cathode in a hydrogen fuel cell. A catalyst at the anode anode separates hydrogen molecules into protons and electrons, which take different paths to the cathode. The electrons go through an external circuit, creating a flow of electricity. I was just going to say that. No, I did say that. I, I said catalyst and cathode and anode. nailed it.
1: Do you have to have your passenger blow through a straw to you know feed air to the anode?
0: No, maybe it's maybe it's auto flowed. How, how are they doing that? Well, it's pressurized hydrogen, I believe. Huh. That was the whole thing with the with the hydrogen powered car. It's like the amount of energy you get out of the fuel cell has to be more than the amount of energy it takes to compress and make liquid hydrogen to put in the fuel tank. Which it doesn't. Which it, it takes it, way more energy. Which it takes way more, right? Yeah. So it's still an, like a net, it's not carbon a net, neutral. A net negative uh, event. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cool. So yet again, when I see a Honda Insight or... Kill it. Whatever that Toyota thing is. Kill it
0: for the environment.
1: Yeah. Put it out of its misery.
0: I had a really interesting... Um, Lunch conversation mm-hmm. On Monday I went to the office on Monday Which is unusual Because, you know We're Silicon Valley And we, we only go to offices On Tuesday, Wednesdays Or Thursdays
1: mm, I go to the office on Monday <laughs> I know
0: uh, It's a whole thing uh, But I was in the office on Monday There were not very many other people In the office on Monday And somebody said Hey, let's all go And have lunch together The, the only people in the office I was like, okay um, I found myself surrounded By people who drive electric cars Ugh literally there were 7 people and they all drove electric cars how did you know this cuz that was a topic of conversation i see the topic of conversation was about i mean it, it comes as a shocker that i work in a sales organization but the topic of conversation was how do you take a product and and bring it to the mass market and how do you make it successful and what are the what are the characteristics of a successful product so a lot of there was a lot of discussion about Um, Tesla and how that's been a successful product commercially I don't know, it's debatable whether or not that's true but everybody was you know, one of the guys at the table had just bought the Rivian SUV, so he was talking a lot about there were lots of questions about that there was lots of Tesla owners at the table as well, and and so I sat there and I said so I have a question about electric cars in general Um, I had not made my stance known prior to this i was just very quiet and neutral and just you know interested and engaged in the conversation not expressing my personal opinion i said but i i have a question about electric cars my question was actually that was it what it was it was prompted by one of the people at the table who said who volunteered that they had just signed in onto the class action they'd just signed into the class action lawsuit against tesla which is going on right now. Which mm. is, what, what is that about? What? I don't remember. I don't recall. They they over represented the mileage. Oh, yeah. Yep. The range. Thing. The range. Right. right. So it. he was like, no, oh, no, I'm all signed up for that. It's like, it's really crappy what they've done. Um, so that then that then prompted my question. And here was my question. I was like, okay, so you guys are all like drive electric cars how long does the battery last? And of course they all went, Oh, it's like 300 miles, three. And I went, no, 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 no. How, right. ma- how many years does the battery last? And they were like, Oh, I don't know. Like 10 years. And I was Ten like, 10 years. I was like, okay. And it was like, yeah, I mean like every year you get less mileage out of the battery. So, like the more you use it every year, you know, it gives you back like less mileage. So like it goes down by like 3% or whatever, 1%, 2%, whatever. Um, and I was like, interesting. So, so after ten years, then basically, like the battery is kind of exhausted. And they were like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, so what do you do then? Do you like change the battery? And they're like, oh no, no, you just get a new car. Ooh, I'm like, okay. And I'm like, my gears are spinning in my head. Did it look like their gears were spinning? No, no. Huh. And this is a problem. I don't think anybody's are. I'm like, oh. <laughs> well clearly there are no transmissions
1: in those things well
0: (laughs) there are no gears (laughs) there's a reduction gear and that's it (laughs) yeah Yeah. uh and i'm like in my head i'm like wait a second there's so i have so many more questions based on this piece of information i have so many things to say about this number one does that mean that manufacturers are by are building cars that they know are not going to be like use, yes useful for more than ten years yes. engineered obsolescence Engineered obsolescence. but it also explains how shitty they all are like in, in terms of like the materials and the fit and finish and just how everything feels
1: but yeah you're like, i don 't paying a hundred grand for this that doesn't thing. have
0: to this doesn't have to last this doesn't have to have like like longevity, this doesn't have to be like made out of nice materials that are going to age. No, it's just, they're going to fucking just trash it in ten years. It doesn't mean that. Genuinely, that's a question. It's not a statement. It's a question. It's like, is that what that means? Let alone the very fact that people buy electric cars. Many of the reasons, you know, are are pinned on. This is an environmental statement I'm making. I don't want to drive a gas powered car. It's better for the environment. I live in California. 60% of our electricity is generated from renewable sources. And I'm going to drive my car around and it's charged off the solar cells on my roof in my house. And I'm like, uh, okay, but what? It's going to take six years for your car to like offset all of the energy that it took to build it in the first place. And then you're going to drive it for 10 years, throw it in a landfill, and buy a new one.
1: Yeah, it's not... It, the equation doesn't make any sense
0: so all of those things going th- going through my head uh, it's as kind a, of as, mad- it's maddening it's a bit infuriating to me yeah and i know that we talk about this a lot and i know that i know that anybody that's listening to us is, is basically going oh yeah but you three you just love your gas powered cars and that's all you want to fucking talk about that's all you want to drive and i'm like well yes that's a different conversation right now i'm thinking why is it that we are we're led to believe that the electric car is like the revolution that is going to solve all of this when I, I don't know that it is.
1: Well, there's other like fascinating uh, statistics around this as well. Like the car, at least in the United States, internal combustion cars make up only, I can't remember. It's like 10 or 15% of the overall like greenhouse gas emissions. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, we're selling steak. (laughs) Yeah, there's agriculture (laughs) and power production and industrial production, but like we're (laughs) selling consumers on this idea that, you know, somehow by driving the car, we're going to dramatically reduce our emissions when we're not. And I mean, I think one of the things that happened last week was. Well, a few things happened. One, the hype around electric cars from a Wall Street perspective finally kind of crapped out.
2: Right, big time.
1: And I think the other side of it is, and, and, and again, I'm not a giant conspiracy theorist, but like I've got a bunch of background in macroeconomics and psychology, and I would say that what is happening now is we are determining that that multiple things are competing for our electricity. Like a bunch of servers spinning, <laughs> you know, GPUs to crush large language models is like, I was going to
0: say it's chat, chat
1: GPT is, is, is in competition with our ability to do other things. And I don't think the consumer is going to win in that. Like a big company that needs to power their AI is basically going to drive up the power, the price of electricity. Yep. And so that's, that's going to happen. And, you know, meanwhile, you don't have enough electricity to meet demand and the price of electricity is, like, fluctuating wildly. And I think consumers are, after a bunch of years, are waking up to that reality that it's like, I actually can't control the cost of what it takes to drive this thing in a week. Yeah, Like, it. it is literally an unknown <clears throat> until I'm done charging.
0: I had a great conversation today with uh, <clears throat> somebody who, you know, is smart objective uh you know and we had the whole electric car conversation the same kind of conversation basically and he you know he he relayed he said like i did it i rented a electric car for a little while and you know I, i gotta tell you it's not cheaper than gas
1: no
2: like so, just plugging it in, you mean <coughs> th- what he's paying on his electric bill? Bill,
0: yeah, n- no, not the electric bill, but going like, to the charger, going to the charger. I right. See. So, if you didn't get like free supercharging, right, going to the charger and pay- and and like, fair enough, he had a good point, which is like, I am not going to go to like the, I don't know what it's called, like level two charger, like it's the fifteen kilowatt charger. I am going to go to the ninety kilowatt charger that will charge the car in to eighty percent in twenty five minutes, right? Because what's the point otherwise? so with that charge it costs more right but you do that charge and it it was like it's more expensive than buying the gas that you would have had to have bought to drive a gas-powered car the same distance yeah so there's no and i i do believe that is a function of the cost of electricity going up because the demand is much higher yeah
1: and it's going to keep going and the companies that run ai systems have done that calculation and have figured out that they are going to need a lot more electricity to power these things even even to experiment at this point they're they're out of capacity right. so you know that that model of cheap electricity is a thing of the past so anybody that's driving an electric car is now in competition for a whole other industry that's gonna yeah. a very power hungry industry.
0: Yeah, the, the, honestly, the only the only place this actually works or makes any sense is if you have enough sunshine and have enough solar capacity at your own home to power your own home <clears throat> and charge your car every day to full. Right. Which, like, very few. Well, like very few states have that enough sunshine. But very few people have the abil- ability to do that. Never mind, never mind. Offsetting the capital cost of installing all of that.
1: Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, we have solar on our <sighs> house, and it's we're still paying a massive electric bill that goes up every year. Like, and it's it's right because you
0: you can't add solar capacity just to offset the increasing costs of the electricity in the first. Place. No, and
1: we're all paying for the grid that sucks. Right. Like you're. You're stuck with that no matter what. Whether you're generating enough power to power your house, you're still paying a fee every month to support the grid, which, I mean, we should. I'm not railing against paying to support the infrastructure, but it is not cheap. Right. That's, you know.
0: And I think that's what a lot of people are sold on. Yeah. I mean,
2: I'm still stuck on the whole this battery is probably going to only last about 10 years thing. Not just that, but let's say the, the range when you first buy the car is two hundred and thirty miles. Which and, is
1: like an afternoon of driving. But
2: I'm just saying, like and then so five years from now, let's say it's a hundred and ten miles.
0: I don't think it's that dramatic, but yes. Yeah, okay. Sure. Well, prin- but, but under prin- two hundred. It's gonna be under two hundred. Sure. Yeah.
2: Let's say a hundred and ninety. And then ten years from now it's almost becomes it's just a whole different ball game at that point. And do does Tesla Say that when you buy the car, this thing is going to last you X amount of time. I mean, do they? I've no, never I mean, heard them talk, really about, talk about. They that. talk
1: about the battery life. You know, there is there is that aspect of it that it does go down over time. But I don't think they're they're telling you <laughs> like Volkswagen. We've calculated <laughs> right. lifetime to be a hundred thousand miles. Exactly.
2: But I wonder, you know, well, c- can you change the battery? Is it feasible? Co- is yeah. it cost effective to change the battery in a Tesla? Uh, no. I, don't, I
1: don't know that it's cost
0: effective. It's not cost it's effective. Okay. I well mean, possible. it's the whole frame of the car. It's like a massive yeah, undertaking, I mean, it, and that's one of the things that Tesla did right out of the gate was like they changed, they changed the, they changed, they changed the, the, the world of like electric cars because they said we can make the battery part of the structure. Right. But is it something
2: you can pop out and put another one in? No. Right.
0: It's a. Um, it's a little bit like taking a transmission out of an RS five. So, so yeah. <laughs> so so when we talk about this, it makes
2: me realize what an amazing what, what we're in just such an infancy of this as a, as a mass production technology.
0: I, if, if they if you'd, haven't you'd, figured
2: that out, it should last twenty years. If they said twenty years, I would say okay, maybe that's acceptable.
0: Right. But look at your phone. This is the same battery chemistry technology in your phone as is in the Tesla. Yeah. So. Are you going to hang on to your phone for ten years? No, right. But the phone has different things that come out uh, that uh, add to uh, it as well. Uh, uh, sure, but but you but everybody. I just changed my phone. I had my phone for two years. I can tell you for certain that my bat like the battery in my phone when it was new two years ago was lasting two or three days. Yeah, and when I just swapped it out, it was lasting barely a day. Wow. So so there's got now, now, to be a leap coming. To be fair, like you use your phone in a completely different manner than you use a, ba- a battery in, in a car. Yeah. There's no, there's no regenerative like power going into the battery like through its usage on a phone. So it's not, I'm not saying it's a like for like compare. Yeah. But I am saying it's the same chemistry. Yeah. So that like the, that process of aging is the same all of this work that we've done in the last 20 years for electric cars, I agree with you. It's just the beginning. And I think we've just figured out a whole bunch of stuff that when we industrialize the next wave of battery chemistry, will it truly will probably then be like the 20 year battery or like, like the, like the ranges will like double and, all that good stuff that makes me think of my truck or your car
2: you know cam like it's a 74 my truck is a 77 it's like i love that thing partially just because it's as old as i am i mean that's just kind of going to disappear unless until anyway there's a leap in battery technology where they can just switch it out or make it cost effective
0: i want the like little mr fusion yeah. The yeah home, nuclear whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Just throw your beer in there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Just a <laughs> banana skin. Yeah. Yeah. So what's in your driveway, Ben? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you. Well, Cameron, there's
0: a there's a Tesla Model three in my driveway. What? I uh, can't fuck. fucking believe
2: that. When I seriously can't wrap my head around it. When I sent that text this morning saying you should rent a Tesla, because that's all over Turo, you know, I was like, He's joking. There's no way. You <laughs> oh, sent no, no, the I, picture.
0: I replied. Oh no! No, Evan,
2: I've already. It's already done. Right. And I thought you were joking, <laughs> until you guys started going back and forth a bit, and I was like, Oh my god, he really did it. Well, I sent you. The pic- I thought it was brilliant. I said, I sent you the picture. I thought he just searched the freaking photo up on Google. <laughs> I didn't did think too. that was a picture of your car. Yeah. See. Thanks. Yeah. It's not my car.
1: She's a beauty. Okay. <laughs> She's a beauty. Oh. Also,
2: I wasn't sure if you'd go three or S or or what. You know.
0: Uh, I went. To, I. <laughs> You don't need an ass, Like, why? I know? went the nearest and cheapest. Good.
2: <laughs> can, can I ask about how much does it cost to rent on Turo a Model 3?
0: That was like 50 bucks a day. Oh, that's oh, a freaking bargain. Yeah. right.
2: That's I mean, Turo, amazing.
0: Turo is already a great place to rent a car. And l- legitimately, if you're ever thinking about buying any car, find one on Turo and rent it there for a couple of days. I love that. Because you can pretty much find any car that you might want to buy. And, you know, even... There was even, like, there was a McCann. Mm. Yeah, I saw there, the McCann today. You saw that today, and then there was... Uh, it's like there,
2: 79 bucks a day. There's a bunch of 911s on there. For real? Yep. Now, these are individual owners like you and me that just... Totally, yeah yep. What, want extra money? They don't mind well, the they the, put on the, the guy the,
0: that, the guy that I rented the three of, uh, he has a whole, like, blurb, and it's like, it's his little family's business. is like, you know, there's a little picture of his wife and his kid, and he's like, here's here's my fleet of cars. He's got, like, three or four cars. And a van, and you know all kinds of different cars, and it's like clearly this is what they do. it's like semi passive income, I guess,
2: but even with a i mean the the car's gonna rack up the miles so quick, and I don't know the battery's but they have the same be thing with motorcycles
1: yeah, the next year I, I They mean, do I, it
2: with motorcycles too, and I'm like a motorcycle to me is a more personal thing absolutely. I can't even picture letting anybody ride my bike, yeah, except from like maybe my brother or my yeah. best friend, you know, yeah. but to rent it to somebody to just go to Baja or whatever with it? Oh my god! What are you kidding? Yeah. So the whole the whole concept's a little crazy. Well, I mean,
1: but I think we value cars in a slightly different manner than you know Turo Johnny with his Model Three. I mean, you know, my yeah.
0: rental for a week that's probably gonna that's that's easily exceeds the monthly payment on that car. Yeah. Right. So sure. Any other any other rentals he gets on that car this month is all gravy. Totally. I I dig the model,
2: Yep. No pun intended. Yep.
0: So,
1: on yeah, my way home, good. <laughs> is it as good as you thought it was? <laughs> okay, wait. Let, let's let's go back. Let's go back first
2: and
0: tell us why the fuck is there a Model Three in your
2: driveway? <laughs> let's, let's rewind
1: back.
0: Yeah. All right. So since last week when we last talked about my car, the issues I was having with the transmission have gotten progressively worse, to the point where. Uh, you know, for a couple of weeks, I was able to just drive around the car in w- drive, right? So there's a bunch of modes, drive, which is normal kind of, you know, calm mode. Then there's sport and then there's sport manual. Basically, that's the three modes that there are. So if I put the car into into sport manual, then the, I would get this transmission error code immediately. Car would freak out. Car would stop. Car would put itself into neutral. You have to turn the car off. You have to turn it. Wait, wait. Turn it back on. Recycle the gear, gear selector lever, and then usually you can drive away. So I couldn't use sport manual, and then so I just kind of was driving around in drive the whole time, and I was like, okay, this is fine. I can just keep doing this until we get it figured out in terms of like what we're going to do, who's going to repair it, when when we when I'm going to get it repaired. Where I'm going to get it repaired, trying to get quotes and, you know, find the best situation to do the work. Uh, and then it started doing the same thing in drive. And so it did it once, obviously, when we talked about it last week when we were at the cars and coffee thing. That time it was in sport, but it wasn't in manual. And then on Sunday, this Sunday passed, it did it in drive. Um, so I had to, like, pull over. I was on the on-ramp to the freeway. Pull over stopped did the whole the same like reset procedure that's the first time it's done it in drive no no, no, oh, okay, it, it did it in drive before, but you know what it's it it was like it would do it was doing it like once a week, and I was like, all right, once a week, I can kind of deal with,
2: and it just takes pulling over stopping the or or shutting the engine off and restarting it
0: yeah kind of it shut shut the engine off, wait a few you know a few moments. When you shut the engine off, you can move the gear selector to park. And then when you restart the, the whole system, the whole engine and system, it goes, oh, okay, the gear shift levers in park. Great, fine. So it, it'll let you start the car, and then you can move the selector to drive, and then it engages drive, and you drive away. So that was all fine. Um, then I was a little bit concerned that it, it it felt like it was becoming like more frequent. And then Monday... That's right. I, I was in traffic. I was. It was. I was doing the school run in the morning with the boys in the car. Uh, in traffic, and I was stationary. And it threw the error, like hmm. in drive, but stationary. Hmm. And I was like, "Oh, well, that's not happened before. Like every other time it's happened, <sighs> the car's been moving. This time it was stationary. So again, like in the right in the right in the middle of rush traffic in the morning on Minnesota, right here." i was Mm. like oh now i I gotta do the whole thing so then like hazards on everybody's i don't understand why people beep it's like no i know i'm stationary (laughs) it's like you can go around i know that i'm stationary you don't need to beep at me like they they think you're on your phone i know (laughs) well with the hazards on i I have to take this call it's really important (laughs) it's my stock broker i need to sell (laughs) sell archer (laughs) (laughs) So, uh restarted it then. I was like, in my head, I was just like, this is not good if it's throwing this error when, when I'm like stationary in the car. Uh, anyway, restarted, got the kids to school, went, drove to work. It was all fine. Drove home, it was fine. Yesterday, Tuesday, um, drove to work. It was fine. Did the school run, fine. Got to work, spent the whole day at work. Got in the car, went to drive home and I'm driving along and I was on the phone and... Again, not stationary, but like crawling in traffic. TPMS error comes up, and then immediately the transmission error comes up. I'm like, all right, okay. So I like rolled off of the main street that I was on and pulled onto a side street. And then I pulled up, stopped, and I was like, okay, well, I'll just stop and I'll do the reset. And then I was like, oh, reset's not working. So I couldn't, I could shut down. I could not move the gear lever. Even in shutdown, I could not move it. And then I was like recycling the power, which you just press a button, right? So I was resetting, resetting the start button over and over and over again. And it would just come up with the error immediately. And the error was just like transmission error, park and do not drive the car. Mm. And I couldn't move the the shift lever. And I was like, okay, well, this is different. Like mm. this isn't, I've not had this before. Every other time it was like either transmission error you can continue driving or transmission error you can't, you know, pull over and stop the car and then you turn off and reset. And it's all fine. So I'm like, okay. So then I pulled out my scan tool, plugged the scan tool into the car and scanned the car and, a, and it saw all the errors. And I was like, great, I'm just going to clear all the errors. Maybe that'll, you know, clear its head and it'll be okay. Clear the errors and immediately it pinged on the dashboard to say, you know, transmission error. Mm. So I'm like, I cleared the error, but the error is still there in yeah. the... System, because the error you know immediately came back. So I'm like, okay. So I like turn the car off, basically just walked away for a minute, um, and then I called Brandon at Precision. Now this was five thirty at night. I called him at Precision, and he's like, "Where are you?" I'm like, "Oh, I gave him the name of the street." It was like, oh, "I'm in Cupertino up here." And he goes, "Great. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a scan tool in the car. I'm gonna bring my tools in case we have to manually put it into neutral, um, and uh, you know I'll come and meet you."
2: okay wait a minute let's stop on that for one second that's crazy what is the fact that you can call a place like that and he's gonna say something like that yeah that's interesting because they're an expensive shop blah 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 whatever that's amazing service the fact that he's gonna say i'm gonna do that at 5 30 p.m yep i find that pretty impressive i
0: said to him like should I, should I call the the tow truck and he was like yeah call the tow truck because uh, I, I, I didn't call him to say, hey, come and like, help me. I called him to say, I'm calling a tow truck. Right. Do you want me to tow the car to you or should I just tow it straight to Audi? Like, I don't know where, the re- I don't know where we're going to do the repair on this. Sure. We haven't figured that out yet. But am I going to take it to you or do you want me to just drop it straight to them?
2: So even though he knows the tr- tow truck is on the way, he's still going to come down and try yep.
0: to get it going? He said, he said where are you? And I told wow. him where I was. And he said, great, I'm going to jump in the car. I'm going to throw the scan tool in the car. He was Because like, I said to him, like, I've cleared the codes. The code just came straight back. And he was like, what did you use? And I was like, oh, I'm just using OBD11 on my, on my phone. And he goes, great, I'm going to bring the shop tool. And, and I said, great, if you're coming, I don't know how we're going to get this car into neutral to actually roll it onto a flatbed at this point. he said, oh, there's a, there's a manual. He said, there is a manual, like, override procedure. I'm going to look that up. I'm going to get my tools. I'm going to throw the scan tool in the car and I'll come and find you. So he did that. In the meantime, AAA called me and said, the guy was like, oh, I'm going to be about half an hour. I was like, okay, cool. I'm trying to get the car like rolling. You know, I'll let you know how we're getting on. So Brandon turns up 20 minutes later. Wow. Plugs the thing in, clears the codes. Eventually we get it to start and be able to drive. Oh, okay, cool. And then he's like, why don't we do this? Why don't you just drive to the shop? Why don't you just drive to Precision and I'll follow you. So if anything goes wrong on the way, we can just reset it again and then uh, we'll just get it to the shop and figure it out from there. I'm like, okay, cool. So I called AAA and said, okay, I don't need the tow truck anymore and then drove to Precision. Awesome. Parked it up at Precision. No, like no other issues on the way down there. Parked it up at Precision uh got it booked in there and he was like right well and i said i don't you know we can't like there's no more waiting on this this i can't really drive it around anymore i know we've just reset it and it appears to be driving fine but i can't really i can't drive it anymore
2: what did he do by the way uh to get it to, to shift did he like pull the cover no, the shifter
1: off and like, poke it, was like po- poke it with something it was like up up down down left right AD. that's right <laughs> it was that. it was one
0: that. one
2: two two yeah. three red go
0: so um yeah so we booked it in there we i just talked to him for a little bit about like you know how we're going to approach trying to get this repair done what's going to be the most cost-effective way to do it like they're working on that and he was like do you need a lift home and i was like well i was just going to call an uber and he goes no no no. where'd you live i told him he's like well just jump in the car i'll, I'll just drive you home so you know that's cool hats off to the, to like the, yeah, the i mean those, that, those are
2: very that, personal two big things right there that's yeah. really nice you don't get that from many shops yeah. any yeah. shop i've ever heard of to be yeah. honest with you really yeah
0: so uh it was funny because i on the way home i was like yeah i don't know what i'm gonna do i'm just gonna have to I probably just have to rent a car like I'll, I'll just i said to him i'm gonna get a car i'll just get it for a week and you know if we're not gonna get this figured out in that amount of time i'll just you know extend it or whatever And he, <laughs> he said straight away he was like yeah you should rent it on tour <laughs> Nice. I was like, absolutely. It's way cheaper than like the, any of the rental companies. So you get a cooler car. So then I get home and then, you know, explain to the kids and everything what, you know, why I was an hour late, you know, later than I expected to be and uh, why I didn't have the car and everything. Um, and then I was like, so I better, I guess I better rent a car. So I pulled up the tour app and I was scrolling through cars on the tour app. And the, both of my boys were like, get a Tesla, get a
1: Tesla, get a Tesla. You should have been like, nope, nine eleven, <laughs>
0: suck
2: it. <laughs> Didn't you say that Lindsay thought you should get a Tesla too? Lindsay, yeah, that- Lindsay, your friend. Wait,
0: so Lindsay from Germany, <clears throat> who's coming to visit tomorrow. Um, I, I'd been telling him all of this crap as it had been happening, uh, and I said, so uh, you know, I, I'm not going to have my car, but I'm going to have. I'll probably just rent a car. And and <laughs> he said, he said on text, he was like, oh, you should just get a Tesla. And I was like, oh, great now. My kids and you think that we should. I should get Tesla for a week. (laughs) So I guess I'll just do that then. (laughs) Can't believe it. But you know, I mean, he's in. You know, he lives in Germany, and he literally he said to me today. He said, "I I think I've been in an electric car once in his entire life," and I was like, "All right, fine, let's do it."
1: All right. times (laughs) so so
0: yeah so i went to pick that up this morning uh and as usual turo is just such a great experience it's like so completely effortless how does that work exactly just get the app okay book the car on the app you say i want to pick it up this time this date uh and then once you you know commit to the booking then you can like directly you know connect with the owner of the car and they say okay here's the car's located in in here and you can go pick it up at this time this this was even cooler like this is like no contact pickup that's so, what I was going to ask like do you need to meet with him and get the key you can do and some some Turo owners will literally deliver the car to you um, and some will just let you go pick it up the last couple of times I've done a Turo in the here in the US is you just gonna you arrive at the place to go pick up the car um, today there was a lockbox on the outside of the car he messaged me the code, so you open the you open the lock box, get the key. You take a bunch of pictures of the outside of the car. You add that in the app. You say I'm picking up the car, and you just drive away.
2: That's it. Wow, what a trip! It's so cool. And other hidden fees or taxes in addition to the the daily rate? There's. Uh, I like feel like we're doing an ad for them. <laughs> I'm I, seriously curious. I, I, I want
0: to see what it might. I think it's. I think it's a. It, it, there are some drawbacks, of course, but I, I think it's a really good service. And it for sure is way cheaper than like going to a rental place. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a trip fee. Okay. There's a trip fee. And sometimes you get cars that, that have a, a limit on the amount of miles daily that you can do. Gotcha. And if you go over that limit, you pay extra mileage. Gotcha. This car, unlimited miles. So the, it's basically that, that flat fee for, for the day. That's good. All right. So you you pick up the Tesla
2: yeah <clears throat> you drive it home yeah well i drive it to work uh, yeah. y- you've you've driven a tesla before yeah so i can't really ask you what your first impressions are i guess
0: i haven't driven a tesla in a long time though i drove a okay. model a model x test drive model x so
2: i see so what were your first impressions
0: why 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 is it like this yeah <laughs> For a second, I thought, why are you asking me that? <laughs> no, no, no. My, first, my, my literally, I like, get in the car. So, why? <laughs> so, this is a, re- Cameron, this is a really interesting um, exercise in user experience for a device or, you know, product. Why is it that, I don't know how to explain this con- concisely, your very first interaction with a new thing, Right. A lot of people will immediately forget and disregard the discomfort and confusion of a new user experience once they figure it out, right? So, I'll make this a tangible example, okay? So, I get in the car. Okay, so it's, it's an uncomfortable experience in the beginning because it's an electric car and I don't regularly drive an electric car. But there is no start button. There is no on button. There is no make it go thing, right? Right. So you unlock the car. Essentially, you unlock the car and you get in and sit down and the car is just ready to go. There's no engine to start, right? So it's just on.
2: So is there a little note on the dashboard that says ready?
0: Well, Evan, there's no dashboard. There's like a 75-inch iPad in the middle.
1: I'm gonna throw yeah. it. There's like a <laughs> like a Dell, an old Dell monitor turned <laughs> sideways. Yeah, essentially.
0: <laughs> an <old Dell>
2: <laughs> but wait, don't no. I drove my friend's Model S, and and it has
0: you it know, at least has some faux gauges. The and Model S does. right in front of you. The Model S really. We can go look after the podcast. The Model Three has nothing. In front nothing of you. in front of you. Not it has that. a place I to put your hate that.
1: It has a place to put your coffee in front of the uh, fake steering wheel.
2: So, oh, I'm feeling a little uneasy right now.
0: I'm tr- but I'm trying to, I'm, I, <sighs> before I forget it, right, and this is what I'm saying, is like, because like, I'm going to get in the car tomorrow, and all of this is now, is then going to be like second nature, which well, is yeah, what- you've learned which, the pattern. Which is, you've learned the pattern, but, but the pattern was uncomfortable. Yeah. Right? I get in the car, I'm like, how, I don't know how to make it go. Like, how, does it, how is it on? Yeah. Is it, is it on yet, right? And then I'm like, I'm like, oh, I've got to get to work and i'm like okay uh all right navigation navigation was actually okay it was already on the map on the screen so i was like great i can there's a there's a search box i can put a search thing in and i can great now i can now i know i can get to work yeah but wait just, i'm sorry to interrupt but um on the screen the old dell laptop
2: that that screen that's in the middle yeah does it at least say ready or are you ready to go or something like
1: that is there a what?
2: key is there a key to the car
0: Yes, there is a key to the car.
1: But it's um, like a fob that just sits in your pocket. No, it's not. You that's have to do key. something with it?
2: Oh, my God. It's a freaking credit card Yeah, that says Tesla on it.
1: You hold that
0: up to the outside of the car and it unlocks.
2: Okay, so then you just keep it in your pocket after that. Or your yeah, wallet
0: you, or whatever, you, yeah. You touch it on the center console and that's it. You touch it on the center console? Yeah. That turns the car on? But it didn't do that the first time I got in it. Or maybe it did. I didn't, I didn't realize that I'd, that I'd done that. Do you have to do that? Yeah. Well, you don't have to do that. I think if you've, got, if you've got the app or the watch app or whatever, then you don't have to do that. But it's not my car, so you can't, you can't register it. Got it. It's fair to say that I'm not getting the complete experience. And obviously, there was nobody there to say, oh, by the way, this is how this works. Well, I was going to say, how, if, would you, how would you know where to swipe, your, where well, to swipe that it thing? It says it on the back of the card. It I shows li- you where to put I it? I literally had to do that because it I literally I shows it? you on the back of the card where to swipe it. If oh, that, my God. Okay, okay. If that hadn't been on the back, I wouldn't have known how to get in the car. Yeah. So. Okay, I
2: never would have guessed in a million years that this is the interface for the car. Right.
0: So you get in the car, and then I'm like, how do I adjust this? I'm like, okay, where are the seat controls where I would expect them to be? Oh, yes, they're right here. My left hand, I'm, I'm adjusting the seat position. Great. Uh, I can adjust the rear view mirror. Great. Everything else is a software journey. on on the Dell laptop, right? So (laughs) you have to find the, the menu to adjust the height and depth of the steering wheel. You have to find the menu to adjust the mirrors. You have to find the menu for the air conditioning. I drove from the pickup all the way to the office in fucking boiling hot, car because i couldn't figure out where the fucking buttons were to make the air conditioning all. so there's no knobs or buttons or anything no knobs like, just a the screen there are, there are two uh, like steering wheel knobs that are like four-way knobs so they they go up and down one of them is volume that's pretty obvious the other one is like a scroll selector and i don't really know what that one does Th- does that interface with the screen or yeah. the screen is just touch no the screen interface it, it, they do inter- it, but it depends which mode you're on in the screen right okay and I'm trying to get to work. I'm not, I don't, I'm not, like, fucking around with a car at this point. Sure. I'm just like, can I... I did figure out how to turn off the regenerative braking, though. That pissed me off immediately. Yes, that is quite annoying, I recall. Um, all of that stuff, like, within a, like... 15 20 minute drive you can kind of forget and you're like oh, okay i know i know where it is now i know where it is and then i got to work and then i went to my meeting that i was late for and then I, I i came out of the meeting and i went back down to the car and i was just like because i literally walked away from the car and i was like it's everything's on is the, there's lights on the car's still on i don't know if this car is like is it just going to run the battery down while i'm walking away and of course right. of course it isn't because it's like smart and or it just dr- like drive it back to your house by itself right I'm like do i need to touch the Do I need to buy it a (laughs) coffee with the credit card? You know, so like, uh, I went back down to the car in the parking garage and I was like, okay, is everything okay, cool. I went down there and it was all locked up and it had locked itself and gone to sleep and everything. So I then got back in the car and figured out where all of these fucking settings were in the menus and stuff like that. And, but then that, then I got really annoyed. I'm like, it shouldn't be that difficult. It should be really fucking obvious where these things are. That's why we design things to work. Yeah. Right.
1: Well, I mean, I think they've gone with the idea that this is somehow new and novel and that the primary task, the primary task of driving a car has somehow been changed and it really hasn't. Like, yeah. a- Audi did a bunch of studies on a few things and came to the conclusion that there are two colors that instruments should be that's one thing that they came to the conclusion around the time that they brought out the a4 one of them was it might not be pretty but the gauges should probably be red or a really really light shade of white because they don't cause night blindness right and every audi ever since then has had either red gauges or white gauges right that probably won't change because they did a bunch of studies the other thing that Audi decided to do is something that does exist on your car, but started on the A4 with the radio. They put a dial with four buttons around the dial, yep. so that you could, by touch, yep. push a button and be like, "I want to adjust the settings of whatever I want to," and and you don't have to think about it. You can feel it's tactile, and you can feel for it. And once you see that, because it's very yep. clearly labeled. You don't ever have to learn those things. Do you
0: know that Saab built an entire advertising
1: campaign out of that idea? The night blindness thing?
0: No. The the thing that, like, if you're, you know, they're channeling their whole like, you know, fighter jet shit. B- right born now. of jets? Yeah. Yeah. So if you're a fighter pilot, you shouldn't have to look at the controls. That's right. You should just know where the controls are, feel them, and be able to just do the thing that you want to do. Yeah. Well, I think Audi... Turn the lights on, turn the windshield wipers on. Like, to turn the windshield wipers on, you have to go into the fucking menus on the screen.
1: Yeah, fuck that.
0: But, and then everybody's just like, oh, yeah, but there's, like, auto wipers. And I'm like, no!
1: Yeah, most of the time that doesn't work for some people, right? And that's the thing that I think...
0: Hey, 60% of the time it works all the time. 60% of the time it works all the time.
1: And you should only be meeting the needs of 80% of the people, and the other 20 can go fuck themselves. There's a your basic UI principles, <laughs> for the I'm day. Like,
0: uh, but all of, we're saying the same thing essentially, which is like, this stuff should work immediately. That's what I went to back to your, like, what were my first impressions? My first impressions are, why can't I understand how to do this immediately? I don't know. how. I don't know about you, but I have gotten into dozens and dozens of rental cars in my lifetime. And every single car you can get into and immediately understand yeah. where the radio is, where the AC is, where the windshield wipers are, where the indicators are, and how to make it on. Are, are we old?
1: No. What What's happening is... Or is this just stupid? Yeah. No. Go I ahead. mean, it's like people have decided that when things were new and novel, you do crazy things like, you know, swipe down to put the car in reverse. <laughs> Did you figure that out yet? Um... Like swipe. to reverse that thing, don't you have to swipe on the screen like somewhere and it puts it into reverse?
0: No, it actually has like the old school shifter like Shut that. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> no, it doesn't.
1: You're serious. It of does, all the ridiculous
0: on things. On the column? It's it's oh, is that what that's called? Like a shift column? Yeah, column three yeah. on the tree. Three so on the tree? <laughs> it basically is.
2: <laughs> Tesla with three on the tree.
0: <laughs> it, obviously isn't awesome. mecha- it obviously isn't a mechanical thing. No, it's just a big sure. l- switch. But you to go into drive, to go into uh, reverse oh <laughs> like my a, god of all the really? stupid ass to shit to go into park press the button on the end yeah of the stick. all right they okay
1: copped that from from uh mercedes i yep. think anyway but what you're beginning to see is like all the hvac controls and all that is 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 now coming back onto the dashboard like where car companies that had put all that shit on a yep. screen yep bmw is a great example of that it's now coming back where like when you look at the center console You can see the temperature, you've got an up and down, you've got a like fan speed. Because they realized that people were getting into accidents and ultimately couldn't find that shit. And to your point, it was like, why are we messing around with something that is an established paradigm?
0: You know why? You know why, Cam. Because the Dell laptop is cheap.
1: Maybe. Maybe. I mean, again, I have to fight. I don't have to fight the urge because maybe I am old and I just don't give a shit. But like, I have to help designers fight the urge to do new and novel. Yep. When it's like, guys, the web's existed for like twenty five years. Like, don't like until we have a different paradigm, which we will have a different paradigm soon. Um, but the current paradigm, there's no reason to mess around with that. You're actually slowing people down right. by like taking things away or like putting hiding things. Because you want it to look clean. Some things just need to be exposed because psychologically people get them. Okay.
0: So after all of that initial experience, yep. I then have a couple, I have a few observations.
2: Can I just say something really quick about buttons and knobs? Sure. I think that's one of my favorite things about my 911. I love all the buttons and the knobs and the switches. Yeah. I mean, it's all so fun to touch every time. And you think if a great luxury car, and it is a luxury car, it's a sports car, but it's also a luxury car, like like a Porsche 911 does that, then that's the right thing to do for me. I mean, that that's, that's enough. I remember getting into my friend's Model S, and he was like, I looked around, and I just couldn't really comprehend what the car was. And he goes, don't forget, this is not a luxury car. Even though it's a hundred thousand dollars. This is a technological car. This is something that is just like you said, novel. You know?
0: It, it's it's a tech car. It's not a luxury car. Yeah. Um, anyway. I okay, so Apple did something that nobody thought could be done when they released the phone. The very first phone.
1: It's a music player. <laughs> it's a phone. It's a communication device. It's an internet communication device. <laughs> no. the thing. It's that- a music player. It's a phone. <laughs> it's a communication device. Hey, I was there, and in that moment, that was amazing. I know. Everybody's like, I just just myself.
2: I was listening to a podcast today, and they brought that up. 2007. Yep. I was. I just choose myself. I wasn't physically
0: there, but I watched. I watched that live.
2: All but, I can picture is like the stupid dance they were doing. Oh on yeah. the, on the stage. <laughs> oh, My
0: God, they were dancing. No, but you know what they did, and that, that's frightening. And, <laughs> it's and, and it's, it's fundamental to the way that that revolutionized the the mobile phone industry. Is prior to that, no phone had software in it that could be updated over the air. No phone. Had the operating system software updatable over the air, the network companies were so terrified of the idea that the that the core components of the software that allowed the phone to communicate with the network would be updated by anything other than a like a plug-in connection, you know, like a go to the store, have your phone updated, that kind of thing. This occurred to me when I was driving the car, the Tesla, today, because I was like, you know what, Th- this. Car gets software updates every day if it needs it. And they can change all of this stuff. And the fact that they don't have physical buttons means that they can change everything on the car.
1: Yeah. so That's kind of our problem with everything. Yes. We've decided that hardware is not worth investing in and software is going to save us. And it is not. And by the way, that whole over-the-air thing with the cars, like... I want a button that allows me to say not before I read what it is that you're going to change because they fucked up my defender in the time that we've owned it. No way. Oh yeah. It worked the entertainment center and like all the things like you could connect, you could connect four phones to that thing and we could all be like, I'm going to play something. Oh yeah. Now it's like, why doesn't CarPlay work?
2: Okay, wait, wait a second. I mean, even with your phone, it says, "Are you ready to update this?" Sure, you could set it up for automatic updates, I guess. But the car just does it on its own. Yeah. Even the Defender. Yeah. You could just wake up one morning and the car has different yeah. controls. Yes. Yeah. No, likey. No, yeah. I, I mean, like they didn't. They didn't
1: like Ugh. drive modes and the HVAC system and all that. They've got all that on the center console, but like everything related to the communication center and all the other things that you know the center console does above it on the screen that can all change wow was that gauges all that shit
0: was that the car or was that ios 17 no it was the car okay and because those things that just happened as well
1: and we had like all these like personalized accounts so like when i got in i just dropped my phone in the center console and the screen changes and it's like afternoon cameron None of that works now. Like, Whoa. Anna's, you know, as the primary owner and has the app. She can start the car from her phone, all that stuff. Like, it, it no longer, when she gets in the car and drops her phone in the center console, like, you know, afternoon, Anna. Like, nothing. Wow. And we can't get any of that back, like, despite trying. And we were driving somewhere the other, like... None of us could get CarPlay to work, and it's like, okay, now we have no navigation.
2: Right? Does it just mean that the phones maybe need, just need to be like resynced or repaired?
1: Nope. Okay. I tried that, and wow. it still,
2: yeah, it doesn't
1: work. That's, that's, that's unacceptable. That's janky. It's yeah. janky. Um. So, all right. Yeah, so, finish what you're saying, and I have yeah. one
2: more question about a first impression as well uh, about the Tesla.
0: Okay. So, one observation: other drivers treat Teslas like shit. Love it. Like we do, Good. <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah, exactly. I mean they're like, like seriously hated. It's like you're not a real car. <laughs> I, I I was not expecting it, and I was like trying to like merge into a lane, and everybody was just like, "No, fuck you." Yeah, this is
2: karma coming back to you yeah, dude, for all totally. the shit you pulled. Up.
0: <laughs> but it's justifiable, uh, you know. In in most cases, the other thing that I noticed is I I think I now understand why Tesla drivers don't. Or now, na- or now, as I understand it, can't indicate properly. Okay, because you would think that the like the stalks on the on the you know on the steering they've column, taken that away. No, they're still there. They're not mechanical. It's also fucking software, right? So I spent my whole drive from picking up the car to the office trying to figure out how the fucking indicators work. No way. Yeah, like indicator, it should be. Little little single press, and you get, like, a couple of flashes because you're changing lane. Yeah. Long press should be held until you make a move, Yeah. Right? Well, I, I did, a, like, a gentle press, and then I looked down two minutes later, and I'm still fucking indicating. So I'm like, oh, this explains a lot. People probably don't fucking indicate because they can't th- – because then I was like, oh, I'm going to cancel the indicator. Well, there's no cancel because it's not fucking mechanical.
2: <laughs> so then you're
0: going – So now I'm indicating the- right, right. Yeah. And I'm like, oh now I'm indicating right. Oh now I've got to cancel that. Oh now I'm indicating left. So how do you do how
1: do you how did you finally figure out how to cancel it?
0: I don't know. You have to have the dexterity (laughs) of like one of my sons playing Mario Kart. I don't fucking know. I just kept pressing it until it stopped. Wow! So I can imagine you're that
2: guy. You're that guy. No, but so
0: I can imagine all the Tesla drivers out there. Like I'm not fucking touching that thing. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and it's like it's that to them. To most people driving, I'm sure it is a completely unconscious decision. But to me, like when I think about the. The user experience of it. I'm like, well, no wonder nobody's pressing it. Yeah. It doesn't make, it doesn't any, make sense. any
1: sense. So now you're afraid of it. So yeah. now,
0: uh, now I And then I'm like, oh, now I get why nobody does this. Yeah.
2: I think this is healthy. This is like medicine for us in a way because now when I look at a Tesla driver, I'm going to be a little less angry and more sympathetic. You no. know, I'm going to be like, oh, poor guy. No, 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 no we shouldn't you be You fucking sim- bought that Oh, yeah, you know, we should be is, sympathetic that the because you're the right. manufacturer is too right.
0: fucking stupid to build a proper, like, haptic interface that tells you whether or not you've canceled the indicator. Right,
2: but then I could be mad at the manufacturer not necessarily at the,
1: the
0: driver, but you're well, right. No, he, somebody no, bought chose, it. You're right, no, he chose you, to buy it. They, they bought, bought it knowing that it's
1: shit. <laughs> I mean, you, you go look at it and they're shit. Yeah, it, it's yeah. I don't
2: know that thing you sent with the fitment of the Cyber Truck.
1: Yeah, that's a what th- the hell. Rain rack.
2: <laughs> this looks like if I built a car in my backyard. <laughs> no, it really bad. That, that looks like if Odin built the car. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Out of cardboard, unbelievable. And fucking sticky tape.
1: Yeah, it's like okay, so plywood.
2: One more question that I have: the, the the interior, like the seats, things like that. Was yeah. it comfortable? Did the steering wheel feel good in your hands? No. No. no that's it <laughs> just, it's no. plastic I, 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 you can what about go, the
0: seat let's talk about the seat we well, can go have a look in a minute okay. I, I actually think the seat's okay okay it's it feels pretty snug to me it felt like it feels almost like a bucket it's not leather is it or is it it might be pleather okay um
1: is it white on the inside
0: no it's black oh good i guess that's an option though right
1: the all white, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. Like it looks uh, shabby immediately. Yeah. Like anybody who wears jeans, it's like it turns blue. It's really weird.
0: Uh, so the, actually, the seat's pretty comfortable and it is really adjustable. So I was messing around with that a lot. And I was like, oh, actually, you know what? This is I could I could probably sit here for cool. a, a decent amount of time. All electric. The controls for the seat. All electric controls on the seat. Yep. Um, I, don't, I haven't found a lumbar control. I don't know if that exists or not. Yeah,
1: that might not exist.
0: So. Oh my god, the steering! I just—we're already at like seventy-three minutes. I'm not sure you have another forty-five minutes to listen to me talk about how shit the steering <laughs> is. But I said I—I I have thought I—it actually took me a really long time to find a good analogy for it, and I—I I do believe that this is a good analogy. It is the stand-up arcade game from the '80s. Called, oh, really? Called, Position called Outrun.
1: Oh, oh, Outrun. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: You know, like how like. The wheel was like a little bit too small. Yep. And it had that thing where you'd like turn it and it had like springs in it and it felt like it wanted to flip it back to the middle. Yep. Oh yeah. And then if and then I here's the like I get and I have always appreciated I don't know what the right terminology is, but like progressive differential steering. When you're like going at three miles an hour and you just do that with the steering wheel and the wheels go like that. Yeah. The defender has that, right? Yeah. And then when you're moving at, like, 30 miles an hour, like, it the steering up. rate, it tightens up. And then you're on the freeway, it tightens up. I love that. I love that in my car, right? This car, it just doesn't make any sense what they're doing. And there is zero feedback in the steering. Zero. Um, and it feels squashy and springy. And so you're, like, driving along going, oh, this," I'm like, this is like a fucking arcade game. And there's, like, nothing. That's horrible. It is. It is. <laughs> genuinely an unpleasant experience Um, and again probably for the majority of people they don't really care or notice and you know half the people aren't fucking touching the steering wheel anyway because it's on auto drive so whatever
1: yeah that's that all sounds terrible
0: maybe it it
2: helps explain why we kind of think that a lot of not just we but like the general the collective we think that Tesla drivers aren't necessarily the best maybe they're just like wow how do I control this thing
1: (laughs) Well, I really you know. don't think they're driving. I mean yeah, it's, it's like just, not
2: it's a different experience.
1: They own an appliance. Yeah. That takes them to work and it, it does it does kind of
2: let me take my or tip my hat a little bit to the rare time, which has maybe happened twice in my life where we're on Highway Nine or having a spirited Sunday drive or whatever, where there's a Tesla that's actually knows how to drive and is driving spiritedly and, and well. Not keeping up necessarily, so the, you know what I'm saying? It, like, like, it, it's th- like, wow, that's okay, fair. That's you, fair. you've like, mastered this thing.
0: So the the interesting thing is, I've already... <laughs> I don't know how to say this, but you know when you get into a different car, you like immediately adapt your driving to be able to drive that car. Sure. So I haven't had the opportunity to like throw this thing around any corners yet. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Oh, God. But... But we, we have to go for a drive in it, all, all of us. <laughs> I'll sit in the back seat. I don't care.
2: We, we go up Highway 9 and like really no. throw it in. No, no. we have to. We,
1: no. no, come on. Just no. No. Just no. <laughs> if you want to end up like the M3 guy, you don't. Well, I'm not
0: saying
2: we need to push it, but we need to mock it as uh, much as possible no. while we have the opportunity.
0: I, I I'd, actually I, I would be really <laughs> interested to know what it's like uh, up Highway 9. Yeah, that would me be, too. That would be really curious. Like to actually probably test it.
1: Get, get up, up early. i like, was like no. Get, get up, up early, early. No, no, get Saturday. up early. Yeah, no,
0: no, totally. Get up early. So, um
1: I bet you I'll leave you in the dust in my car. I absolutely you <laughs> will. Uh
0: here's the thing. I mean, it's it's not like it's a it's not like a press car, right? It's a Tura rental car. So the guy has got the like performance mode like grayed out. I can't put it into like sport. I
2: didn't even know it had a sport mode.
0: Yeah, so well, he, They call it that, right? You (laughs) Um, can't get
1: it in ludicrous. (laughs) There
0: is no there is no no ludicrous mode on this car. So, but that being said, uh, two things: it is we had this conversation about turbo lag the other day. It's a little bit like that. You you put your foot down, and it's like, and now we're going. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's fun. Um, Which I'm absolutely certain is just the software mode that it's in uh, in terms of acceleration. the The brakes work. The brakes are solid. Hmm.
2: What do you think about the acceleration on the Model Three? Is it is it pretty ballsy? I mean, does it feel like wow? Is it a four second I, zero to sixty?
0: It is, uh, and I have the same thing that I said about it when I was driving the eTron, which it it's like, yep, that's that's pretty that's pretty rapid, but it is utterly without any emotion.
1: No, yeah. you're driving a golf cart. A I lot kept, of speed.
0: I, I did keep thinking that today i was just like oh yep that feels like a golf cart yeah. literally wow. does feel like a golf yeah. cart
1: wow it's got the same kind of torque and yeah. everything else
0: so like like all the people that, that talk about Teslas like being like oh but it's so it's so quick and the acceleration is so amazing i'm like yeah but that's not everything that's why i'm really curious to get it into some corners to actually truly understand what it's yeah. capable of doing because hey we, we talked about this a lot before but like a great car is not necessarily the fastest or the quickest accelerating car. It's the best handling car, and I'm not sure that this is particularly well handling. It does have Michelin's on it, though.
1: Yeah, a lot of them do. Um, wow. Well, since we're kind of on this end of the world thing, <laughs> is that where we are? Yeah, kind of. So can <laughs> it we? Does feel like that? It does. Like when I rolled up, on, <laughs> like we're doomed. When I rolled up on Ben's house, and I'm just all, oh god. <laughs> Like Normally, I'm like, oh, look, there's the RS4 so, or RS5. So nice. So pretty. <laughs> Yay. And then tonight, I'm just like, oh, that's a fucking hey, Tesla.
0: Wah, wah. Uh, you probably didn't see it because it was dark. It has a carbon fiber diffuser on it.
1: I saw that Ooh, it had a red wow, Tesla nice. logo on the back, and I was like, oh, God. Yep. Did somebody get out the nail polish or what happened here? And the chrome trim. All that's wrong. Anyway, so here's some things from the the larger automotive industry. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Ready. Chevrolet will no longer make the Camaro.
2: Wow. Starting 2024?
1: They are done.
2: Did they make a 2024 model already? They have a
1: 2024 model out, yes, like as of June.
2: So the Camaro's done? Camaro's done. Wow.
1: Fascinating. Do we, we like, raise a glass to that? No. What What do we do? Hey, remember when we talked about american muscle cars a few episodes back that yeah. was my choice yeah the double bubble yeah zl1 that's the, where i would go they should have stopped in the 70s but that's what i'm saying they haven't made that <clears throat> car in a long time what the zl1 no they have yeah yeah you can still get one.
0: No, oh, i thought you were talking the about it's crew. the
1: uh, lt with the with the supercharger on the top it's like uh. 700 horsepower or whatever like the brand new ones they did a facelift on them i i don't know when rather recently and I saw one today, and I was like, it's actually not a bad-looking car. Like, I was surprised that I was like, yep, I, I could see it.
2: I, I don't think those are bad-looking cars. The, the The newer Camaros, even the Chargers, Challengers, all that, I think they're okay-looking. Well, I really supposedly, do.
1: The, the, even the LT with the V8, they uh, they compare the handling on those to M3s. I mean, and, well, we haven't seen good performance from M3s <laughs> lately, but, you know, nevertheless. Well, the driver. Nevertheless. That's, that's
0: not about the car though, is it? Yeah. You but know what's I mean, really funny? I'm sorry, go
2: ahead. No, Ken. you go. You go. It's I literally just felt like I'm not just making this up, like a feel of like, ah, I'm home. Because we were talking about Teslas for so long, I felt like uh, I'm part of this world now. And now all of a sudden you're talking about like a gas burning, you know, well, the whatever. really weird thing about and that I'm was just like, oh, God, it's okay, okay, I could still live in this world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but except
0: he's just telling you that they've stopped making They're doing I know, I'm, it I I'm, i But I'm just saying, <laughs> like, I, I, I feel it. more at home when we're talking
1: about. Which is really funny because you were over there, like, engines. you know, you were like, it was like BBC Radio 4, and you're like, <laughs> so, Benjamin, Benjamin, tell me, this afternoon did you slip into a depression (laughs) talk to me about your depression
2: anyway all right so what else you got for us
1: so here's the other fun thing and you know we love making fun of dodge ram the ram ram tough dodge has done away with the v8 in rams whoa so if you're getting a ram now you're getting some kind of turbo diesel or some kind of V6 or inline four. Wow. No more V8s. Uh,
2: probably a twin turbo V6.
1: I think that's right. And I mean, wow. it puts out more horsepower than the 5.7 liter Hammy.
2: So, what are all the tough guys going to do? They I want don't know their V8. What are they going to do? Yeah.
1: I don't know. Yeah.
0: They're I driving... love that. That makes me happy.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, like,
0: all the shit that I've been talking about electric cars. I'm going to drop something on you right now. Cool. I, th- I think I might have shown you this before. But all the shit I've been talking about electric cars in the last half an hour. I am actually genuinely interested in getting one of those. Oh, yeah. yeah that's those are pretty cool.
1: badass. That's different, though. Yeah. May-
2: a m- electric motorcycle. An electric motorcycle. motorcycle yeah. Here. Yeah.
0: Ma- made in Coventry. Yeah. Yep. I've seen them. This is coming to California. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. they so, just they just announced this is coming to California. What are they
2: charging for that thing? They haven't seven they,
0: grand. They haven't released pricing. The the entry level is has a top speed of forty five miles. This is Maving. So uh, go to Maving.com. Um, really cool, really cool looking, like retro styled electric motorcycle. Electric yeah. bike. I don't really call it motorcycles. Electric bike. This this has like a... I guess, ra- you, I
2: guess you can't call it a motorcycle. No.
0: Not, well, I mean, it has a motor in it, but it's electric. I guess. Yeah. But um, mm. I, find, I think that's way more exciting than an electric car. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. So anyway, our internal combustion world keeps getting smaller and smaller. Smoke them while you got them. That's... Where I'm at, yeah.
2: I, I think we're good, man. Here's the way I look at it. Like I've said before, it, they're going to stop making, stop selling new ones in 10 years or 12 years. They'd never said anything about the ones you already own. That could go on for another 20 years, 30 years, who knows how long. I think we're good and we'll be you dead. Said, you sound like somebody with like
0: large capacity magazines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I already own them. <laughs> so, one other,
1: one other bit of news. Oh, yeah. You, you had more news? I got one other news item. So the 992.2 has been spotted.
2: So Oh, Porsche. Yep. What are the changes?
1: Hybrid. Whoa. <sighs> Wait, all of them? The 911 will be hybrid. I yes. thought they said no that we're way. never doing that with the 911. That's what they said. Oh, but my the
0: goodness. So, has so immediately they said we're never doing this apart from right now when Except we're doing it. Except for right <laughs> now,
2: yes. So you know what that means, right? What's that? For you personally.
0: Oh.
1: Last of the the purest ones. Yeah. Yeah. You know it.
0: Lost of the Mohicans.
1: That is amazing. Well, I figured out the other day, I was telling Ben this, uh, my cars are all 25 years apart.
2: Huh.
1: So the 74 to the 99, 25 years, and the 99 to the 2024, 25 years, and 50 years between the 74 and the. So the only decision nice. you have left,
0: the only decision you have left about that is: uh, do you respray them all blue or are you respray <laughs> them all red? No,
1: no, I'm not spraying any of them. <laughs> I'm not spraying any of them. So yeah, that's uh, fascinating that uh, they're all separated like that. But I'm pretty excited to have two 911s that are 50 years apart. Love it. That's awesome. Yeah, that's very. that will cool. be a fun thing to. Yeah do a little blog post on or something. Yeah. I love it. But, uh, yeah, there's your news.